This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Traders, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about controlling your emotions in the market and, and, and how, I guess, I'm able to do what I do as a trader and how hopefully you can do what's able or what needs to be done um, in the markets to become a consistently profitable trader on your own. But first and foremost, if you guys have been supporting the show, thank you so much. We're in year three, close to year three, going strong, which is awesome. And if you guys are brand new, this podcast comes out three times a week. It's available on all of your music streaming and uh, podcast apps, as well as YouTube. And although most things are trading related, I like to think that this, uh, this podcast is also motivational and empowering for other aspects of your life as well, whether it be other entrepreneurial ventures, whether it be just becoming a better person. And uh, I try to do that with trading being a main subject, because as you guys know, if you're trading, life and trading kind of get intertwined as one. But I deal with a lot of questions on a regular basis about trading and and specifically trading psychology. And and the question I got today was basically, Akil, you know, how do you deal with the everyday demons of of keeping a strong trader mindset? And I think the specific topic was um, not having that gambler's mindset and feeling that you need to be in the market at all the time, um, feeling that you need to win 100 percent of the time. And Recently, I've been doing this series on YouTube called Building a Forex Strategy, and one of the key points of that strategy was that win percentage doesn't matter nearly as much as you think. It does matter for, you know, there is a threshold, I like to think, where, you know, if you don't win a certain amount of time, it's much easier to make psychological mistakes. But the idea that you need to be a a 90%, 80% trader, um, that's just not true. Most of the greatest traders of all time range between 20 and 40. um, And and very rarely are you going to see anyone, what, above 60, um, unless they're doing some funny stuff with their risk management. But Um, When I was listening to, uh, I decided to take a listen today to my good buddy, Jason Stapleton. He has an awesome podcast, an awesome show called Wealth, Power, and Influence. Because as I locked myself in a dungeon to finish uh, part four of the miniseries I just talked about, um, I want to catch up on a little bit of what's happening in the world. And most recently, there's some stuff going on in the Middle East. Um, The news is typically very biased. So I turned to Jason because he's got experience over in that area. And he's just someone that I trust. Um... And he was sharing some war stories and they got on the conversation, him and uh, two other folks talking about uh, really kind of the the value of life and how, you know, the things that he sees over in the Middle East where, you know, he gave a story about a guy that was working and he just, you know, he just passed out and died right there on the ground and his coworkers kind of just walked over him and, and kept the job going and how the mindset 
of life in, in many different countries are different than they are here in America and maybe some of the, the other bigger countries in the world where we don't have that same experience with death, right? We don't like to see death. Death is this kind of foreign, scary thing that maybe shouldn't happen, even though we all know it does happen. We don't really handle it the right way, not the right way, but we don't really handle it the same way when we see it. Um, on the other hand, when you're in these Middle Eastern countries, just to give an example, because that's the one Jason gave, and you see death all the time, um, it's not, I don't want to say it's not that big of a deal, but it, it, it kind of is what it is. And that made me think a lot about trading, if, if we can kind of substitute um, death for losing trades. And that you speak to a lot of new traders who have this mindset that they got to win 80, 90% of the time. And when they take a, lo a losing trade, it's the worst thing in the world, right? It's, it's a losing trade and it, it causes this emotional reaction where, you know, I've lost some money in the market. Now I've got to react, I've got to make up for it, or I get I get scared and I, I don't take the next trade. Um, either or, it happens both ways, but there's some type of emotional reaction that occurs after that because they don't really know how to process the loss. They look at this loss as being this negative thing it, it, and you need to get vengeance from this negative act or you need to run and be scared of this negative act. And professional traders or, or traders with a professional mindset look at it completely different, right? They look at a loss as kind of being, eh, it's supposed to happen. And when you talk to traders that are very in control of their emotions or in control of trading psychology, the, the, the reason that they don't panic off of those losses is, be, is because they've gotten used to it. In a, in a sense, they've become numb to it. And that's not a, a, a negative thing, right? When I first um, when I first got into trading and, and I first got into even coaching, one of the things that my, my mentor, uh, Jason Stapleton, always told me is he was he was amazed at my kind of my even keel, right? Where I don't really have highs, I don't really have lows, right? Where bad stuff happens, it's like, okay, whatever. When good stuff happens, it's like, huh, whatever. And I think a lot of that comes a product of my environment, where, where I'm from and what I've seen. But I, I think it's also being an athlete for my entire life, right? In, in every athletic competition, right, there are a series of, of plays, right? And no one play, you know, although you can point out big plays that make a difference, there's typically not one play that has a, that causes an outcome. Right. One play can have a big effect on outcome. Think about like a, a foul in the box in soccer. And now the other team's got a penalty kick. Yeah, that, that can have a big effect on the outcome. But that single action was part of other actions. What happened to the uh, the guy that turned the ball over, which led to the breakaway, which led to the defender needing to foul. Right. It, it all builds up. So. Having that one play at a time, no one play, good or bad, really makes a difference. Just being trained in that environment from growing up, um, I, I don't, again, I, I just don't really get high or low. I'm, I'm used to seeing things go right. I'm used to seeing things go wrong. And I'm not saying I started off in trading like this. I was very emotional and wanted revenge and losses were evil and all this stuff. But as I got more experience, as I kind of accepted that trading wasn't this get rich quick scheme that everyone was good at. It was more like a sport or is more like a business where losses are part of the business. We had a podcast episode discussing that. It just became natural. I'm, I'm used to seeing them, right? Historically, I'm about a 55% trader, right? Which means I basically lose half of the trades that I take. 
and no loss bothers me. You know, overwhelmingly bothers me. There are some losses. I had a few uh, back in 2019. This was a rough year where I had a handful of trades that got like one pip away from targets and reversed all the way, or not one pip, but a few pips away from the target and reversed right away and stopped me out. Those still hurt, but you see them enough to understand that that is part of the game we play. And once you have experience doing that, and the only way to gain experience is to be in the trenches and get it. So that's the hard part of being a rookie trader, right? You know, Keel, how do I gain experience and, and, and mold this, this tough armor um, around me to stop from making these emotional mistakes? Well, you can do kind of this, you know, you can do all this psychology, Tony Robbins, hypnotism stuff, positive affirmations and, and stuff like that. I'm sure that stuff does help, right? You know, I, I, I think positive affirmations help. If you see yourself more positively, you're more, more likely to react more positively. Um, I can tell you the story that people always make fun of me for is I needed to tra- I needed to treat my trading like a business. So I started waking up each and every day and putting a suit and tie on, right? Because in my mind, it made me feel like I was actually a businessman instead of waking up in my jammies and rolling over. And I, to a certain extent, it, it I think it did help. It, it kind of put me in the right mindset. And being a former athlete, I do think the right mindset helps. So I, I don't think that stuff is is junk, but What's going to be more important is your experience, this hands-on experience, doing it and dealing with it, right? Doing it and dealing with it. Doing it, having the results, and then dealing with the results. And the more you can do that, the more numb you will become. But what's cool is, is that once you've achieved that level of acceptance, like once you throw away all the ideas that you got to be an 80% trader that... You know, trading is this get rich quick scheme. Once you've kind of accepted it for what it is, which is a game of numbers and probabilities, um, you you become so much more comfortable in your skin, right? Instead of, you know, walking, uh, this is again a horrible example, but like Jason Stapleton said, instead of walking on the street and, and seeing a guy just pass out and die and now you're panicking and you're scared, you don't do your job anymore, you kind of just keep moving on. It's it's a selfish act where it's like, hey, I've I've got a I've got a I got stuff to do, man. Like what has happened has already happened. Like he has died. It, it's part of life. We all die. We all die at different times. We all die in different ways. It has happened. There's nothing I can do with it now. Let's move on to a different aspect of my or to the next aspect of my life so that I can you know do what I'm supposed to do. And that selfishness in the market is the same way. When that loss comes, guess what? You can't do anything about it. Right? It it has happened your money is gone, right? So why are you trying to get revenge for it, right? Nothing you do aside from creating a time machine, going back in time and not taking a trade, there's nothing that you can actually do to change what has already happened. So why are you wasting time and energy trying to change the past? All you can do is focus on the future, right? I get asked a lot, Akil, what is your biggest regret in trading or in your trading journey? And I can make something up when it's like a podcast episode and people need content, right? Um, but my, my honest answer is none. I have zero regrets. Zero regrets, right? Because everything was a learning myster- uh, experience. Everything that I did in the past, um, negative or positive, has helped to mold me into the person I am today. And, and I, I do not dwell on the past at all. Um, meaning, uh, reason being, because I, I live under this philosophy of control what I can control, and I can't control what has already happened, aside from creating a time machine and going back in time and changing it. But again, I, I'm not smart enough to do that. I can only control my future. 
So when you get that loss in the market, instead of uh, instead of having it cause this emotional outrage, uh, whether you're you know you're trying to get revenge on the next trader, whether you're scared, right? Move on, right? Move on. Do your job. Find the next good trade. And for you guys that are new, a good trade is defined by a trade in which you follow your rules 100% of the time, um, regardless of the outcome. Move on to that good trade and really become numb to those losses because guess what? They're going to happen. If you do back testing, look at all the losses that occurred in your back testing. Look at your losing streaks. Look at your biggest drawdown, right? That happens on any profitable system. On every profitable system, losses happen. They're not necessarily a negative. They're just part of doing business, right? Any business takes a loss, right? If you guys have ever worked retail, right? Stuff gets broken. Stuff goes missing, right? Those are losses, it's part of business, right? That's calculated in or, or that's written into kind of the projections quarter by quarter, right? This is life. Deal with it. So you need experience to get to that level. But I do think if you can go in with the right mindset and understand what to tell yourself, it's going to help that learning curve. It's going to reduce it greatly because even though you won't have that experience yet, you're not going to waste as much time doing the dumb stuff that most traders are doing. Yeah. <laughs>